Hey, y'all. Yes, it's your sugar here. And what a wild night it has been for your girl, but indeed it is around 7.30-ish or past that time on a Wednesday night. And yes, we are here to talk about women's boxing with me, Natalie Sugar Brown. I am a woman pugilist. I've lived a life. I've done the do. And now this is my platform here, the Sugar Show on Talking Fight, to share with you guys, the rest of the world, about the authentic life and goings on in women's boxing. So, hey, y'all. Um, for my people who chime in regularly, I hope y'all are back this week, last week. Um, I'm sure y'all understand that this is around the time of the holidays and just sugar got jammed up with that, that lifestyle, that holiday life. So my apologies for my absence last week, but here I am, here I am. And look who look who's joining tonight already. Brooke Deardor. Okay. And so let me tell y'all, it's 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 looking like it's it's looking like I, I, I got my 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 hitter um that chimes in on this show. Brooke uh Deardorf is a champion, okay? She um is a world champion that has uh, she she has authentically walked that road and she she has great insight and perspective on a lot of the things that's happening we speak the same language and she's chiming in talking about hey beautiful hey beautiful hey you thanks for chiming in brooke so we here i'm glad you can make it tonight uh, Brooke's a busy, busy woman. I hate to tell you business, Brooke, but I just love your life. Brooke is, uh, she's no longer a fighter, but she is a family woman, and I love that stuff. Um, she, she's a mother. She's a wife. Um, I'm sure an auntie, a friend, all those things that us women who behave badly do. Um, aside from boxing, but she is she's walking proof of living that dream, and I, I'm I'm so um, glad and honored to be in, in in a friendship with her. So <clears throat> we want to wrap up to uh, 2022, 2022. Okay, y'all, we want to wrap up 2022 because I think New Year's the new year is a week away. And not that I'm a Christmas, Christmas type of gal, but you know, we just finished the holidays and <clears throat> we're kind of cruising and, and, and gliding into this, this big happening. I am big on New Year's and some of y'all out there may know the reason why uh, New Year's is so special to sugar. Um, but anyway, let's, Let's get to it. Let's talk the talk. So um, I know my lovely assistant has prepared some images for Suge tonight. 
and um, I'd like to get started. Yeah, because, you know, I'm kind of late. Oh, yes. So getting because the episode before last week, y'all, I gave this broad her I, I gave her her shine, but I didn't give her her shine the way I th- she needed to have her shine. So this is Ebony Bridges. And as you can see. The record is nine wins, one loss, and um, I, I had my I had my questions about uh, Ebony Bridges as a fighter. Uh, I, I did um, her approach. Not that I judge. Not that I judge, but uh, her approach wasn't per se what sugar would have been on out there you know she she's that she's that sexy type gal but um she do thirst trap okay i'm gonna put it out there but she she can fight okay so she she'll thirst trap but she whoops ass out here too and i like it i like what she do so this is ebony bridges and she fought a great fighter previously lovely assistant do you have um any images about this um lovely or this great fighter so the name's not up there but this is shannon o'connell okay um and if you haven't seen shannon's if if you're not clear on (coughs) sorry shannon's record um i believe uh let's see let me look at my notes you guys um so shannon's um record is 23 wins seven losses and one draw so she'd been out there okay and she'd been around she's been around shannon o'connell is a crone and y'all should know what these terms mean by now, okay? But those who are new, um, there, you know, there are broads, which is, um, you know, the general consensus of young uh, broads out here, young women, ladies, whoever out here in the sea, and we're all sharks trying to or we're all fishes in the sea trying to eat, eat another fish and get bigger and bigger until we become sharks. And this, if you stay around or if you stick around long enough, if you got it in you to stick around in this industry long enough, you become a crone, okay? And so what you're looking at is one of the crones out here. And being a crone ain't a bad thing, right? And And that's what I want a lot of people who chime in who are interested in women's boxing to understand right because women's boxing is not like men's boxing men decline in their 30s women fighters they that's that you know that's when you hit the sweet spot when you're croning out there that's when you that's when your bones get hard and that's when you're solid that's you know you you've given a couple beats and you've taken a couple beats and so you are what the you do what it do in that ring and you ain't scared of nobody and you're not trying to please nobody cuz you know what you're doing 
Um, oh, Last Bell Boxing chimes in. Okay. Hey. Last Bell Boxing says, Ebony Bridges has improved a lot since being trained by Mark Tibbs in London. Last Bell Boxing also says, Boxing about levels. She found her level against Bridges. A lot of smack talk before this fight. Last Bell Boxing. Um, I'm liking what you talking about. Yeah, you came in, you came in strong. You got my attention. Yes, Ebony Bridges, she found her people. She found her corner, right? And if you look at uh, Sugar's previous episodes, I can't tell y'all which ones, no more. I've, I've done I've done a lot so far and kind of happy about that, but you know, in pre in, in a previous episode and previous episodes, I have explained to you guys the importance of a corner. Okay. And it seems that Ebony has done her homework. Ebony has done what she needed to do. So all the cogs are just turning the way they should for her. Hence how she defeated this great crone, Shannon O'Connell. So um, Last Bell Boxing did says, I mean, did say, uh, Last Bell Boxing did say, boxing is about levels. And she found her level against Bridget, Bridget, uh, Bridges. Now, yeah. Um, it seemed, and you know, that levels, she's sh- it, seems to be like the term is it's like a, a fad term or a um you know like when a word becomes popular and everybody's using it you know so boxing is about levels you know i i used to hate hearing when people say that because all in all unless you unless you know about levels you don't even like you don't even know what the hell you talking about you don't know what you saying right so with this level situation and Ebony Bridges versus Shannon O'Connell, what I will say, Last Bell Boxing, and, and for those who are chiming in right now, is what Shannon underestimated was that her level may have declined while Ebony Bridges, who's a young, fresh broad in the game, is like a sponge right now, okay? So she's sucking everything up. She's learning, right? And everything's new to her. And when everything's new to a young, hungry broad like Ebony Bridges, they're dangerous. And Shannon took that danger for granted, right? She'd been around and I can see it and I can tell, right? I get it. Shannon said, this wet nose thirst trapping broad think she could beat me? We'll see. But I don't think she prepared or I don't think she understood that she needed to reintroduce herself to not only the world, 
right? Because you have to recreate, you, you have to reinvent yourself all the time, especially in women's boxing. Not only that, know this, if you're a crone out here, there is so much footage on you out here that if somebody's studying you, especially if you, they, you've been on their hit list, They've been studying your ass. They know they know what hand you wipe your booty with. Yeah. Right? So you constantly have to go, you constantly have to reinvent yourself. When you go in right, all of a sudden you got to start going left. You know what I'm saying? Ebony Bridges, she ain't got much footage out there. She's new. So Crohn's out here. I, I want to give you all this advice, right? Because I, I was a crone. Not only do you have to continue to prove yourself to the world now and to these broads that think, think that they can take you, you got to prove yourself to you. You got to dig deep inside you and find that part of yourself or that, that part of you that you never met before. And you got to feed it and make it stronger. Okay. You, you got to do what it do to make that thing grow into the monster that you need it to be for fight time. Otherwise, you the same old, same old, and they're going to beat you. And if they don't beat you, they're going to certainly rob you. Now, let me go back. Brooke D comes in. I had seen Bridges fight live in Indiana in 2020. And I knew then she could fight and would rise soon. So we got Brooke D, who'd been in there, done it. That's why I love when Brooke chimes in. Brooke finna beat like you gonna see Brooke, okay? I, I, I love how she gives back this way. But like I said, I mean, there's some people think that I'm, you know, titty riding. <laughs> but you just don't understand. Like there is a camaraderie and a respect um, when women fighters or women boxers, especially come together and support each other because it's a caddy bitty uh, caddy and i'm gonna say it my guys on talk and fight they're gonna fuss it's a caddy bitchy business right they all we are they they're all trying to they're all insecure they're all trying to compete against each other they, you'll never hear one say a good thing about the next you'll never see one really support another right but the way I see Brooke come in and Brooke is Brooke goes to fights and, and, and Brooke speaks up, I like how she does it. Uh, she certainly, Suge and, and Brooke are, are certainly cut from the same type of fabric. And I love, I love that. So she said, you know, she saw Ebony, she saw her fight in 2020 and she saw the broad has some sauce, right? The thing about it is though, Brooke, a lot of them can fight, but do they choose to fight? Do they choose to work hard, right? Do they choose that, that road that they have to run, like how you walk that road, like the road that I was on, 
right? To work hard and not to get by on the pretty face, on the tits, on the booty, you know, on that type of stuff that um, traps the attention and authentically trap the fans with the fact that I'm a baddie behaving badly and I can do that in here and I can beat and I can and I will beat anybody you put in front of me. That's what I like about Ebony, right? She's 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 really earned my respect that way where she's she, um even last bell boxing said, you know, um she's decided to take on a a, a good trainer out of London and that trainer's working with her now and and you can you can actually see the growth. I love that. Um Last Bell Boxing says, I like the way Ebony went to Philly and toured a few gyms before settling in the greatest fight country in the world, the UK. <laughs> okay. All right, Last Bell. So she did a tour. Good for her. Good for her. So it means that she's invested or she has a lot of investors money. She's put, she's got some money and, and, and some, some, um, resources behind her to where she can tour and find a trainer, right? Because a lot of us didn't have that opportunity or, you know, a lot of us fell into it, right? And, and it's the luck of the draw. And some of us go through different bumps and bruises. And, and while we're going through the bumps and bruises, we're fighting until we find what works. Right. So Ebony definitely, definitely is a, a businesswoman when it comes to this industry. She's not in it for no friendship. She's not in it to thirst trap. She's in it for what she can get. You got to respect a broad like that, because as I've said previously, right, you ain't going to hold this boxing especially women's boxing, women's boxing gone, or you ain't going to pimp women's boxing, women's boxing going to pimp you. You're not going to be women's boxing going to hold you. So if you hoeing in this business, get your money right. Get your clients straight. Get your people around you. So when you're doing this, right? You leave with the satisfaction of knowing that I played this game and I played it as smart as I could. Um, at the greatest fight country, uh, UK. Uh, I, I, I agree, you know, UK is, is a boxing country. They, y'all love boxing, um, period. A and, I see now that, you know, we are, especially the women, we are making money from, from that love of boxing because, you know, y'all don't, don't just love man's boxing. Y'all come out and y'all spend money and watch us women box. And I appreciate that. Shout out and all the love to the UK. I wish, wish, wish 
that I had an opportunity or opportunities had opened up when I was actively boxing in the UK. Um, and thanks to Jane Couch for making it possible for women to box in the UK. Um, Eddie Barrington, hey, 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 baby, hey, baby. So Eddie chimes in giving me the boxing glove, right? No roses, no drinks tonight. You you always like to tease me coming in, Eddie. Don't spoil me and then take it back. Don't do that to a woman like me, right? You spoil me, you give me candy, roses, and all of that stuff. You got to keep doing that. <laughs> uh, Last Bell Boxing says, I think O'Connell had fought average opposition in Australia and has pat has a padded record and just isn't as skilled as Bridges. Now I'll say this last bell boxing. Women fight differently. Okay. Um skills do pay the bills and it's great to have um skills as a woman fighter, but I say more so that it's about your tactics, your generalship, your strategy when you go in there as far as women's boxing. Why? Because not enough of us are sharp when not all of us are skilled. The IQ is not there as yet to be talking about who's more skilled than the other because you got fighters out there with no skills and they'll beat a skilled fighter because that skilled fighter doesn't have the generalship, doesn't have the strategy to contain that unskillful barrage and approach. So you really got to know what you're doing in there. Um, so I wouldn't say that, um, Bridges is more skilled than O'Connell. As a matter of fact, and I've mentioned this before, I wouldn't mind watching them two go at it again. Why? Because the fight wasn't like O'Connell got pounded. You could clearly see O'Connell's step ran into some shit that she just did, could not, she couldn't believe this broad was like this. Like, oh, this you? Oh, shit. But it was too late because she didn't prepare for that, that type of fight, right? When she dropped, um, lovely assistant, do I have any images uh, that, you know, uh, of this fight. So, you know, even, even from the weigh-in. So let's talk about this, right? Look at O'Connell. Uh, O'Connell is the broad or the crone on the right-hand side, hard-bodied, right? And, and I, I talk about this a lot. They, like, there's some education when it comes to the sugar show. There is. Um, because I describe fighters and the type of fighters and their body types and all of that, because that's a part of women's boxing. That's how we sell ourselves. You know, that's, that's how we brand. That's our branding, right? You would never, if you know women's boxing, if Shannon O'Connell didn't come out chiseled like she is right now, then 
that ain't Shannon O'Connell. You know what I'm saying? She always comes out hard bodied like that. And I don't know if, you know, she's doing it. it it's, it's diet and hard work. You know, I don't see where there's any peds in, in that. That looks like hard work um, on her body. And then you see on the left hand side, you got uh, Ebony Bridges and Ebony Bridges comes out looking like a bikini model. You know, she got the lingerie, you know, she scantily clad, right? So she, she showed up not really looking like, uh, uh, um, you know, like, like she, that hard work that you see on, on Shannon O'Connell, right? And it, this reminds me of um, my, my actual match, my, my debut, right? I, 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 my pro debut was after I had my child, okay? I went up and y'all, nobody believes this, but it happened. I went up to 300 pounds. <laughs> and it wasn't because I went cra like crazy on the eating or I became a glutton or whatever it is. Um, the, the way I could describe, because I found out I was, I found out I was pregnant actually on the scale to have my pro debut um, year, you know, like a year or two before, you know, I found out I was pregnant and on the scale, I looked closer to Shannon O'Connell. Right. So on the scale, you know, they come, they tell me like, your pregnancy test came back with two lines. It's supposed to be one for you to fight. And I'm like, nah, that's a bad test. Get another test because you know, I was a machine. Like I, I, I did indulge, but I, I thought, you know, I thought I was playing it smart and no, no, no. It was time for Suge to be a mom. So I found out I was pregnant and um, had to take the time off. So in going through my pregnancy, I went from 140 pounds to 310 pounds, okay? And so as I was growing, <laughs> um, I was thinking, or, you know, me and my, my um, husband at the time was thinking, oh, well, you know, it's just baby weight. It'll come off. This is baby weight. It'll come off. Man, when I had that baby, I think 30 pounds came off and then quickly came right back on. <laughs> so I was solid 310. Okay. So um, y'all know sugar go, you know, go off and then go off and then come back. I'm telling you about what this kind of reminds me of. So, you know, hard bodied on the scale, found out I was pregnant had to go away for uh, like a little some time over a year almost two years i think and um went up to 300 pounds when i came back for my pro debut it was like it went things went so fast in women's boxing that you know i i, I was like the gal right amateurs look it up you know I was that gal, right? I was up there like Clarissa Shields and them. Um, 
even though at the time there were the the world championships was basically our Olympics. You know what I'm saying? So Sugar was uh, ranked number two in the world, but arguably um, people thought I was number one in the world <coughs> at my weight in my weight class. And pound for pound, one of the best women women amateurs in the world. Okay. Um, excuse me. I got this cough thing going on. Came back. It wasn't like this now. It was, it wasn't like this. So we, we ain't had no internet. That's how old Suge is, okay? It was the grapevine. And by the time Suge, the pro de debut came, nobody knew who I was. Things went by so fast. They forgot about me, okay? So I weighed in. And I didn't, <coughs> I fought my ass, I fought hard to get down to the weight back to 140. And I certainly didn't look chiseled like um, <coughs> what you see Shannon O'Connell look like, but I was that weight. I had the mommy body, yeah. And this girl named Christina Jones weighed in, excuse me. <coughs> Sorry, y'all. This girl named Christina Jones weighed in looking harder bodied than Shannon O'Connell. I looked over at her when she weighed in and I said, what the hell did I sign up for? This might not be me no more. <laughs> right? No one knew who I was. And um, when I weighed in, you know, they thought I was the opponent. But there was one lady, she said, you're Natalie, you're Natalie Brown. That's my name. That was my name. You're, I remember you. You're like an amateur champion. You were an amateur champion. And I said, yes, ma'am. She turned around, she says to the people, uh, Christina Jones's people, this, this fighter, this fighter, she don't, don't underestimate this fighter. She, she's a great fighter, but I didn't say nothing. You know, I was kind of ashamed looking like the way I did, weighing in the way I did, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't missed too bad no more. Anyway, fight night came and I went out there shucking and jiving. Christina Jones just shook off of the, 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 she looked like she was carved out of stone and she, that jab was pumping. I went back to the corner and my coach Jerome Coffey said, what the, what you come here for? Don't waste my time. We didn't work all this time for you to come bullshit. I said, what? He said, go on in there because you losing and stop this bitch. I said, yes, sir. Round two came out. Christina hit me. She hit me with a good shot. And then when she hit me with that damn shot, it might have been a middle millisecond. But you know, like how you kind of have flashbacks or you, you kind of have things in your mind, um, flashbacks in your mind. 
the flashback was of how everyone laughed at me and told me, why are you even, why do you, why are you even trying to box again? You're a mother now. You should be giving that up. That's not for you. I straightened my back out. I looked at Christina Jones and I said, you're going to be the example. I posted her up against the ropes and I gave her what everybody knows sugar for this right hand. And in doing that, boom, boom, up, down, around, salted her back alley style. She dropped to her knees and start crying. I looked at her and I thought, I'm back. <laughs> and I went back to the corner. You know what I'm saying? So looking at this, and I'm coming back to this now. Don't let the smooth taste fool you. Ebony Bridges came in and she looked like a bikini model. Right? Shannon O'Connell comes in looking like hard work, but you still can't judge. And that's what makes women's boxing so interesting. Because that's what clearly we're selling. That's what people are looking at. Right? When when a broad gets on the scale, they're looking to see if she do she look bad? Has she been working? I can't tell or okay, let's see how she do. That's the allure. Right? That's what sells us. That's what makes women's boxing interesting. Y'all trust me. We come in all different sizes, shapes, colors. Okay? There's no storybook ending. It's just ladies behaving badly. And I love that. It's like going to a mall. And that's what I do too. Like when I go to the mall and stuff, I'll pick a broad, another broad. I'll just, her versus her. I wonder who would win. Her versus her. I wonder who would win. Old versus young. Young versus old. Right? Skinny versus fat. I wonder who would win. Why? Because there's a side. Each woman got that side of herself. That she, some of us tap into it. Hello, Brooke D, the champ that's here, tapped into it. We were able to make a living doing it. Brooke D is a Hall of Famer doing it. And the average Jane, she never embraced that side of herself, right? So, you know, looking at these two is intriguing. Um, but I wasn't prepared to make up my mind about these two just yet. Shannon O'Connell, they're talking mad smack, like last bat bell boxing said, and it's a part of it. Like people are sitting there talking about, oh, and the things that she said and oh, no class. Women behaving badly. That's class in itself. You got to be a class act to be a woman behaving badly. A class act. Meaning, if you're a bitch, you got to be a great bitch. Right? If you're a baddie, you got to be a great baddie. 
If you're a goodie, you got to be a good goodie, great goodie, right? If you're a bully, you got to be a good bully. We are women behaving badly. You want to see class, go to pageant, go to a beauty pageant, go to etiquette school, go to all those places that you pose to be classy. But when you come to our industry and our business, we are women behaving badly. So if Shannon O'Connell says horrible things to Ebony Bridges, it's a part of the game. And Ebony Bridges took it on. She said, yeah, I'm a skank. Okay. You're going to have to face me in that ring. And there's no back door for you to sneak out of, Shannon. So I hope you stick to that story. Okay. Because at the end of the day, it's going to be a fight. So you can talk all the shit you want to talk before the fight. We talk shit during the fight. Y'all should hear the stuff we say to each other. <laughs> that's 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 the nature of the business. That's that's the game. Brooke D, I used to love oh my gosh, I used to love Brooke D cuz I told you Brooke D was gangster boo. <laughs> talk to her earlier, nice sweetest pie on the phone. You talk to her, she's sweet pie. But let let you let just go back go back to the old footage of brooke d and, and, and you see gangsta boo <laughs> all right thug miss with the corn rolls that was brooke d i don't know that's why i like like i, I really vibed with her from back in the day i just y'all know suge suge like suge like the the real bad baddies like should like the baddies. <laughs> um, so yeah, is there is there any other uh, images that I, I can share that we go? Um, now look at that, but we want to talk. Brooke D says, at last bell boxing. I completely agree with you on that. She had a lot of newer or not great opponents. I want y'all to think about this though. And, and Brooke, you chime in and tell me what you think about this, okay? Looking at Brooke's record and, I mean, not Brooke, looking at Shannon O'Connell's record and where Shannon's roots were, Australia, okay? And her weight class. Gotta factoring all of these things. Unless Shannon O'Connell was going down to Mexico, Argentina, them places, she really had to take the opposition that was in her origin, in her area of Australia, right? And Australia is known, especially in women's boxing, to produce some of the toughest contenders they may not be all that skilled but boy i tell you they tough as hell right i mean australia first of all is upside down like it's 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 the land down under so like they, they these they shit ain't like what you think what you're used to on the top side uk and united states and you know the americas and all of that like they come from like you 
Like you got kangaroos, snakes, armadillas, all of that shit. Like you, you go outside, she'll go for a run one morning maybe. And, and you know, she, she may have to run up in one of them shits. Right. Like these are the things I'm not even lying. Like when I was, I represented, I lived in Canada. I was a Canadian fighter. I was running through blizzards and shit. Like it was on some rocky stuff. Don't let the smooth taste fool you. Right. I was running on iced over ponds and I wasn't in no gym talking about, uh, uh, uh. I was out there. I was running. I, I, I was the only one out there sometimes. Right, y'all don't even know what snow blindness is, where everything around you is white and you get lost because everything around you is white. You may lose your way and have to find yourself back on the path, right? Because we're not, I'm not even running in the neighborhoods. I'm running out there in like the forest and stuff. That's how I was getting ready for fights. Okay. Um, so I'm, I, I've been chased by coyotes. Yeah, been chased by dogs, right? I, I, geese don't, and don't underestimate, geese are vicious. They, look them up, geese are vicious. So like, just know that Shannon O'Connell may have like her, her, her road to getting in that ring makes her a tough broad. Her opposition, I don't think she chose the opposition. She chose to run away from a challenge. She never came across as the type of fighter to do that. I went, I went to her fight when she went um, and fought uh, Sandy uh, Tesaurus. In, Shan in Sandy's backyard, and both of, she, both of them left it, and they were both leaking in there, okay? Leaking meaning like they fought each other bloody. So I don't think Shannon O'Connell is the type of broad to pad up herself or her record. It's tough out there. Y'all don't realize, especially when we were coming up. I don't know, like, Brooke, you tell me what your experience was, but there was a time where there wasn't the opposition wasn't um the the playing field and the opposition wasn't easy meaning the people who were contenders didn't want to fight right they weren't gonna fly to australia to fight this tough broad and they weren't gonna fly her in to fight her because she was too tough. She may not have been skilled, but she was tough and she was going to make you leak. Meaning she was going to bust you up in there. And not a lot of these paper tigers, punks, were willing to step up to that kind of challenge in the name of being you know, a great fighter, a good fighter, or, you know, a, a, a baddie out here. I want y'all to understand that. So we're not going to downplay this crone. She's been around for this long for a reason. She's, she's, she's real out here. This one is real. 
right? You look at her, look at what she, you know, she has a, she's a mom with a kid. And they, they were talking about that her son was, was saying vile things, you know, at the way that, that, that little boy grew up in this, right? Just like my child grew up in this. It's not easy. You look at her life and know that she's real, right? Because like I said, when people tell you you get pregnant, people count you off. You're a mommy, people count you off. They say, why are you doing this? Why, you, why are you fighting? This is not for you. You need to give that up. You're a mother now. I remember hearing that and I was like, I'm a mother now? Oh, you're married, you're a wife now. Yeah, I'm a wife now? So does that mean that I, I can't be a fighter anymore? Being a fighter is who I am. I can't not be me anymore. So I made it happen, right? Uh, and, and a lot of us baddies out here did that and do that. A lot of us out here had to prove y'all wrong because if it was up to y'all, right? I don't, I don't know what we'd look like, right? The, the, you know, um, women boxers can't be mothers. Women boxers can't be wives. Women boxers, um, you know, can't have husbands. Uh, can't have wives, right? We, we, we just can't. Like, there's so many things. Your idea, the average person's idea of what a woman fighter, woman boxer is, is very limited compared to the magnificence that we all are. We are all magnificent women. Y'all just don't even understand our stories. And there are different stories. And it's not about the, oh, there is, you know, there's sex, there's abuse and sexual misconduct and all of that shit. But they, all of that stuff is in, it's in gymnastics. You know, it's in all of these other sports, right? But they're looking, oh, she must be dragged through life. She must be, you know, she must have been raped. She must have been molested. And yeah, maybe. But I fought through that adversity and empowered myself. And I'm doing something that I want to do. No one's forcing a woman to go in and fight. Each woman that you see, she has the confidence to go in. She's betting on herself because she can behave badly. Um, and so I said that to say this. I don't think the Shannon O'Connell's record was padded. I think the 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 record or her receipt is is maybe a reflection of what was around at the time. But now, like I said before, she got complacent. She got comfortable, right? She thought Ebony was was new. <laughs> she didn't know that, uh, you know. These youngins, these wet-nosed ones, they're the ones that you got to really breathe fire on. You got to turn into a dragon on these bitches because you got to put the fear in them. 
you got to let them know I've been around for too long. So you may win, but you will never forget what happened in here with me. We have to have that mentality. Same thing that happened with Chevy. If Chevy unleashed and became a monster, indeed, they might have robbed her, but she would have left such an impression on Sonia drilling that it would have, it would be a theme in the rest of that fighter's life. Same thing for me with Jessica Camara, right? I missed a, I missed a boat with McCaskill. I was going through my stuff and I did get set up with McCaskill. But I took the Camara fight because they thought I was dead woman in the water, dead woman walking. And so I said, for this one, I am going to become the dragon and breathe fire on this bit. <laughs> right? I'm, I'm going to roast her ass in here. And she was talking all that stuff too. They would call me granny. They would call me all that stuff, right? That she was going to retire me. How dare she? And ever since Sugar stopped her, she ain't even, she ain't been, she ain't been right ever since. You got to come, you got to unleash on these broads coming up, these new broads. If you're sticking around, if you're a crone in the business, you got to, you, you know what you're doing in there. Don't even give them time to warm up. You got to come out breathing fire. So with this image right here, look at Shannon O'Connell's face. You could see where Shannon is on the floor and she is she's thinking what the hell what the hell oh shit what am I doing down here you can see that she can't even believe that's happening to her right there it's out of her hands um and it's because she underestimated Ebby um and so Brooke D comes in. Um, and Brooke D, she she there said, I can't listen, I, I can't wait. Um, me and Brooke gonna be face to face on here. Y'all know we're gonna have a time. We're gonna have a time. Um, but Prince Harry comes in and says, senior face. All right, Prince Harry. Seeing my face. Is that a good thing? Let me know what seeing my face means. Um, thanks for chiming in. Brooke D says, they just don't do it like we did back in the day. That's the issue. They don't like to travel outside home base. I fought local maybe twice. I was a road dog. Yep. Brooke was. And as a matter of fact, Brooke won her title off home ground against uh um hometown uh broad she beat the great mia saint john yeah took it from her ass 
came home with the green belt, Brooke D, right? And people were writing Brooke off for that fight against who, Mia St. John, right? And even Mia, Mia, fighting Mia, you got to know you're going to face shenanigans too because um, there, there was a fighter we used to call her, we called her Rolo. She was the first fighter who actually dropped Mia St. John, like put the hammer on her. <clears throat> Rolanda Andrews, I think her name was, or is. She's not a fighter, but she's not dead. You know, she's still around. And uh, the story is she came in, Mia St. John came in overweight. The weight was supposed to be something like 125. Mia St. John came in at 130. And Rolo and her coach was like, you said this, you know, Miss, you know, you said the fight weight was 125. This is 130. But they said Mia St. John took a bottle of water and drank it in front of them. Not knowing, y'all don't understand what the disrespect of drinking a bottle of water in front of somebody who's had to dry out to make weight. That's just showing disrespect, right? I, ha I, I have to dry, I couldn't drink a bottle of water for days. And you come in overweight and when I mention it, you drinking a bottle of water in front of me talking about either you take the fight or leave it. So Rolo took the fight. And in that fight, Rolo dropped Mia St. John. Now, Rolo came in, they brought Rolo in as a um as an opponent. So I think shenanigans and 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 politics made it so that I think Rolanda lost the fight. I'm not sure. I have to I have to look it up. But I know this because Rolo was a, a um a a good fighter back in the day that I used to follow as well. And and Rolo was at one of them smaller weights and good boxer. Didn't have didn't have much pop, but Mia brought the pop out of her. And um, you know, that was that, you know, about that fighter. Um Brooke says, uh I had several of those that we called to fight champs in their hometown and they refused saying it was too tough of a fight and their fighter could lose. They wouldn't take the risk, right? You're hearing it from Brooke D, right? Who is a hall of fame champion. It was it, it like it was real punkish back in the day, but even now, but it was worse before because they were they were outright saying it to you. We're not going to fight you. You think we're going to fight you? You're too tough of a fight. You're, you're too tough of a fight. Why would we fight you? Right? But they, yet they're parading around. I'm the best. I'm the champ. But they won't fight people who are good contenders. Still happens now. That's what Michaela Meyer tried to do and, and thought that Alicia Bumgarner was going to disappear. But the beautiful thing about now is uh, Alicia couldn't walk through the front door, so she climbed in through a window and made the shit happen. And now, who's the champ? Alicia Bumgarner. Um, Brooke uh, D comes in and says, after my fourth fight, 
I did fight all top five ranked champions in their hometowns, though. Road Dog, only the best. It was a different time. Okay. So after her, after Brooke's fourth fight, Brooke came out. This is why I tell you, like, I really respect this fighter. Um, she stepped up. She was like an Ebony Bridges. That probably, no, harder than Ebony Bridges because she was stepping. I'm, I'm going to say this. It was tougher. The opposition was tougher back then. Tougher than it is now. I would say that. So she she was stepping up to fight the these champions in their hometown. So not only was it, it it was tougher in the ring, but it was also tougher because you had to make your own justice in the ring. You had to make it so that outside the crowd, <clears throat> the judges, everyone was convinced that you whooped up on that person's ass. Right. And you win some, but most of the time you was going to lose it. But at the end of the day, that's why women's boxing is interesting because a lot of these records are not real records aren't real in women's boxing. You, you have to like the broad, you have to follow that broad and see what exactly happens in there, what she does in there, how she operates. It's not a win-lose. I'm the champ. I have zero. I'm undefeated. It's not It's not about that. If you look at the number in women's boxing, you're looking at the wrong thing. You're missing out on a whole lot of good stuff because it's the story. It's about the story of the broad. Um, Brooke D says, and different kind of fighters back then, rough and tough and hot too, some of us. Yes, right? It it, it was, because I'm not even going to lie. There, there were, it was just, it, it's true. Rough and tough. Why? Because those were, that was the time we had to prove something. It was not, you couldn't walk into a boxing gym as a woman and get a trainer and tour for the right Are You crazy? You couldn't do that. When you walked into a boxing gym, you had to prove that you were worth their time. You had to prove that you could do the work. You had to go in there and, 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 and show that I'm not going to turn around. I get this punch. I'm not going to turn my back. I'm going to stand and fight. Now you got people, you know, breastfeeding and, 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 and titty feeding these young girls and, and, oh, amateur, you know, they, they, they have a great amateur record and all that stuff. Even amateur, amateurs was tough back in those times. I started by, when I was an amateur, we fought three minute rounds. Right, which that's why I can tell you a three minute round fight is a different beast than a two minute fight. I'd done both. I had to turn into a two minute fighter, right? Oh, I love that three minutes. 
especially if you know what you're doing. Cause I was, I was trained. I was trained by like, and, and the trainers were different too, right? These are old school trainers. Not these, not these young bullshit trainers. Most of these trainers nowadays don't know, uh, you know, uh, a left hook from a fish hook, like how, what my coaches used to say. They don't, they don't. If they knew what they were doing, if, if, if these trainers knew what they were doing, Savannah Marshall would certainly not have lost that fight. Right. Or, or, uh, you know, the fight would have been much closer if, if her trainers knew what they were doing or if they were real trainers. Um, Brooke D comes in saying facts. There were no easy opponents in our time period. None. There's no tomato cans lining up because even those will, even those will make you look bad. Right. Um, a lot of the, a, a lot of the, the women that were in boxing boxed at fought underground, fought at the strip clubs, fought in the basements, fought in, you know, in the backyards, in the parks, unsanctioned shit. Like, and, and this is not like when, when I, when I'm telling you about in the bars, when I'm telling you about stuff like this, it wasn't that, Oh, that's the, you know, that's safe. It was not safe. It wasn't, it was just fighting. And then your purse, your purse was who showed up and who threw that money down at the end of the fight for you. And you are fighting for that money. You're fighting for that money and you can, and people, you know, people coming back to throw that money at you. So you keep, you keep going back to the bar. You keep going back to the strip club. You keep going back to get your money. <laughs> That's how it was. So then when it started becoming a thing, Christy Martin and them, you know, thank you, Don King from, for, for putting a, a woman fight, you know, at, as as an undercard for the Tyson, you know, Christy Martin stole the show. It started becoming a thing, right? And then we were able to do it legitimately, respectfully, you know? But we were, you know, we'd been women behaving badly for years. Um, women behaving badly, women fighting, you know, wrestlers, women fighting whoever we can, whoever we could. Uh, Lady Tiger Tremar, Kathy Cat Davis, um, Tanawanda, Jackie Tanawanda, all of those women, I'm sure they fought underground or some aspect of that before they were able to get a license to legally fight because that's what Lady Tiger Tremar, uh, Miriam Tremar, one of um, our... I would say one of our Barbara Brutrick. That's right, Brooke D. Thank you. I'm not not even leaving Barbara Butrick out. And Barbara Butrick um is in her 80s fighting. She wasn't a licensed fighter. She was fighting in her 20s. She had no license to do that. She was illegally fighting. Okay. So, I mean, we have a culture, women's boxing, we have a culture. It's just that 
for some reason, and I hope that I can be a part of it, you know, a part of the growing um, historical um, now enlightenment of women's boxing. But, you know, there wasn't, it wasn't something that um, was acknowledged. It wasn't something that was celebrated. It was something that was looked down upon, but we still did it. Okay, it, it was something that was, you know, now you got pink boxing gloves, you got little girls, you know, you see, uh, it's cute now. I see their daddies taking them to the boxing gym and up, 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 up. You see them on the YouTube now on the pads and shit. <laughs> it's cute now. Where it was at? You know, <laughs> when I when when I was told you you don't belong here. You don't belong in the in a boxing gym. You need a boyfriend to to fight for you, because that must be why you came to the boxing gym. Anyway, <clears throat> back to the call. My gosh. Like, subscribe, and share. Like, subscribe, and share. <coughs> While sugar get it together. <coughs> I need some water. <coughs> Sorry, y'all. So, <coughs> woo. Lovely assistant. Please go on to the next image. <laughs> so look at this. <coughs> I actually like this. So for my people just listening in, the image is the ref is holding up Shannon. Um, <coughs> sorry. I know y'all are like, somebody get that woman some water. <coughs> Can you get that? There's a water. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, y'all getting in my life. Hey, I sugar that water. Thank you. So in this... um. The image for you guys that are not, that can't see the, the, the picture is the ref is holding up Ebony Bridges' hand in victory. And you have on the other side, a bitter, pissed off Shannon O'Connell, who is busted up, eye swollen with her middle finger <laughs> to the audience. Right? She said, fuck you guys. I mean, what a way to end a night, the night, right? <laughs> it was a bad day at the office and it is what it is. So I, I mean, a lot of people think, oh, that's being a sore loser or whatever, but how do you end the night? How do you end such a horrible night with your middle finger to the world saying 
F y'all. And I'm just going to move on with my, I'm going to move on with my life. <laughs> right. There are people cheering and everything like that. I, I know I've, 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 experienced it where you know i'm i've lost fight and especially if it's the fight's a robbery too and you got people cheering and you're you know you've been handed the this loss you're not gonna feel good you're gonna feel you know you're gonna be very angry and you're gonna you're you're gonna you're not gonna be nice so i mean this is an authentic response to a saga such as this shannon o'connell versus ebony bridges and what i will say is this i wouldn't mind seeing them do it again yeah there are some fights that mm, i don't care to see again uh michaela maya versus alicia bumgardner mm, i don't care to see it again um Katie Taylor versus Amanda Serrano. Hmm, I don't care to see it again. Who else? Um, come on, y'all named name some fights. Um, who else? Um, ba 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 ba. Uh, Jessica McCaskill versus um, what's her name? Cameron. I don't. I don't care to see. Um, I don't care to see it again. Cameron um, whooped that ass. Um, who else? Like, there's some fights that you, you don't need to see it again because you know it's going to see the the you know it's going to be the same bull bull jive and you know it, it it is it is what it is right. But um, Brooke D comes in. I she she says I don't want to see. Serrano Taylor either, right? Um, McCaskill versus Cameron. I, I'm she. She on the same page as me. She don't care to see that again, right? No. But there are some fights that I wonder if Shannon O'Connell went back home, ate the humble pie, not one slice, but the whole pie licked her wounds and got herself together to fight Ebony Bridges again, what the outcome would be. What kind of fight would it be, right? It would still be juicy. It would still, there would still be that, that drama in it. There, there would still be that, ah, uh, that, 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 ah, uh, you know, that stench of revenge in the air or, or that, that stench of, I'm going to, you know, I, I, I have to, I have to demolish you in the air. You know, it's not a, oh, we're going to do it again. And oh, I'm going to try to beat her this time. No, it's like, oh, I get a chance. I, she ain't going, she's not going to get away this time. And Ebony is on some, oh, I'm going to do you worse this time. You know what I'm saying? So that that type of drama, that type of thing intrigues someone like me. Intrigues someone who loves the art, the the combat, the 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 air. 
of what com uh, combat and what fighting is. Not just combat, but, you know, I mean, fighting is. Because fighting is more than skill and strategy. Fighting is heart and soul. Fighting is heart and soul. Right? It's a spiritual thing. I don't care what nobody says. Fighting is a heart and soul. And that's your spirit. So even when, when you look at a fighter, and even when the chips are down for them, and they swing one last time, and they get it. That's their heart and soul they put in. Because logically, logically, if you're getting beat up in there, logically, you would make the decision to stop. Right? But it's beyond that. When you're willing to fight it out to the end and take your chances. Brooke D says, I think it will be the same outcome if they do fight again. Though Bridges' bulldog style is too much for O'Connell. You know, there's a certain romanticism in me. I'm a bit of a romantic when it comes to this fight game, especially women's boxing, Brooke. I, 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 I see what you're saying. I hear you. I feel you. Right? But... Um, I think if I was, you know, if I was, um, Shannon, <clears throat> I would fire my trainer. I'd get rid of the old crew. I'd kiss them and tell them it's been great. And I'd reinvent myself. I would, I would use this last, these last go and turn myself into something that no one would expect. And, you know, that, that's what keeps you alive in the game, reinventing yourself, right? So this is shotgun. This is, you know, like we all know shotgun. Um, the romantic part of me would want her to dig a little deeper in herself beyond shotgun and find a better broad inside herself than shotgun. Feed it, grow it, and make it that monster that she needs to be to face Ebony Bridges, right? Because when you lose like this, it's not, oh, you lose like that and that person's better. When you lose, and when you lose at anything in life, it's not, <clears throat> I can't. It's over for me. Any loss is an opportunity to learn. You have to respect what has happened and you have to respect that person for exposing your weaknesses, because you would have been going through the rest of your life not knowing, right? There's a, there's a bit of good in everything, right? So in this loss, Ebony exposed to Shannon 
O'Connell, that you, you, that same old, same old ain't working. I got your ass. Do you have it in, in you to come back different? Do you have it in you to be a different Shannon? Let's see. Um, Brooke D says she definitely has to do that if she wants a chance. She would have to change up her whole style. Yeah. Right? That's what that's what the fighting game is. That's what the game is, especially when you are a crone in the game. Because there's so much footage of you out there. Do y'all not understand? Somebody is studying you. Someone's studying you. They're watching what you do in there, how you operate in that ring to the point where they can know what your reaction is going to be. Oh, by round six, she slows down. Oh, she picks up in, in, in this round. Oh, they'll know you. Okay. Any, any, fighter any woman worth her salt as a fighter is gonna start studying okay that's why i don't understand why these five i mean they're these they're fighters that are very capable out there to give clarissa shields a, a bigger challenge and they're not doing it they're not doing it all this footage of T-Rex, the guat out there. And you can't find, you can't come up with an answer. You can't come up with a problem for her. Come on. If I was Clarissa, this shit would be boring to me. The only thing that, that would, you know, excite me is the fact that I'm going to make a lot of money by you know fighting these mundane fighters that that don't propose a challenge to me i get to make money doing this right you're telling me that clarissa shields right you're you're gonna fight clarissa shields you're gonna fight clarissa shields right and you can't find someone Right, because now it's a team. You and another person preparing for one fighter. You can't find enough people or a person that could come up with a strategy that would propose a problem for this other fighter. And you paying this person 10% out of your purse? Nah. I'm sorry. I'm about to. I'm about to bleed in this mofo for for your for this bullshit ass strategy that you prepare for. No, you're not getting ten percent of my of my purse. No. Brooke D comes in and says, if Hannah Gabriels was the same size as Clarissa, that fight would have been very different. She gave her problems, and Gabriels was much much smaller. Was a much much smaller fighter. Um, Brooke, can you elaborate on that? Because I did see that fight, and Hannah Gabriels is the only fighter that dropped uh, Clarissa Shields, right? Not even uh, Savannah Marshall, who is supposed to have the power 
dropped uh, Clarissa Shields. And I can say, and, and I do agree with you, that you know what, uh, Brooke D? Um, I was proposed, they, 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 they wanted me to fight Hannah Gabriels, but they wanted me to fight Hannah Gabriels in Costa Rica, right? And I did, you know, I got my feelers out there and I did a bit of homework and that's Hannah Gabriel's hometown, right? You got to literally, you got to kill her, bury her, okay? And, 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 and throw the damn holy water seal so she don't raise up out the, out the, the, the ground to win against Hannah Gabriel in Costa Rica. So I opted out of it because there was a fighter named Melissa Perez, M Melissa India Perez, who gave Hannah Gabriel all all the problems came with all came with all the smoke okay and um she went over there and and lost which you know messed up a good good contender out here because that girl um melissa i think her last name is perez i'm not sure was a good contender she could have still been around till till now uh, Hannah Gabriel's fights at heavyweight now. I think she opted out of um, being in a strong weight class to be a heavyweight champion now. So her people damn is paying the money for her to hold a heavyweight belt. Um, Brooke D says, Hannah Gabriel, she dropped her. She was working the angles and doing very well until about halfway through the fight. Gabriel's got winded due to the weight difference. And it was over from there if she was the same size. But you know what, um, Brooke D? I thought Hannah Gabriels was a bigger fighter than uh, Clarissa Shields. Isn't she light heavy? Isn't she like 175? Let me know. Anyway, on to the next image, you guys. I got to finish this. Yeah, I got to finish up soon, right? We're not going to have another three. Our show. Yeah, Brooke D, come on, come on back, because I want to chat with you about that. Um, but while 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 you come, you know, while you're doing your thing, we wanna go on to this fighter right here, okay? This fighter, look at her. 19 wins, six losses, okay? Her name is Marisa Portillo. She's out of Argentina. But guess why this lady, right, comes up? Um, Brooke D comes in and says, yes, Melissa Perez, uh, she fought her twice. I, I know what I'm talking about, y'all. I know about women's boxing. Okay. So yes, Brooke D. And if you look, I don't know if they took the footage off, off, out of cyberspace, but the reason why she fought Melissa Perez twice is because the first time Melissa Perez whooped, not whipped. Whoop! You gotta, you gotta say it from back here. Whooped Hannah Ga Gabrielle's ass, the entire ass. Okay, I was looking at that fight and I was like, you know, when when, when them classy ladies hold their pearls. <laughs> oh, my, oh dear! Oh, yeah. Um, Melissa Perez came in there um, and was not joking around with nobody. And and the thing about it is, 
Hannah Gabrielle's looked like she could be like, you know, one of those um, strong woman models, you know, that those fitness models. And Melissa Perez came in looking like she was working second shift at the Popeyes. I'm not even playing with y'all. Okay. So I was like, okay, okay. Right. Especially that, you know, I was going to fight this broad. They wanted me to fight. I was willing to go up to 147 to fight Hannah Gabriels. Hannah Gabriels was, I think, fighting 156 at the time. They wouldn't even meet me. They wouldn't even meet me at like 150. Right. So I'm like, I'm not going to your hometown. And I'm not going to go through that bullshit. Not sugar. But Melissa did. Melissa Perez did. And I'm telling you, job well done. Um, Brooke D says she was fighting at 150 prior to Shields and fought Shields at a catch weight at 160. That was when Shields was coming down from 168. Oh, okay. So I didn't know Hannah Gabriels had gone, was at 150 for that fight because I do know Hannah Gabriels has gone as high as 178. And I knew she was rallying up there for some time. Even I think possibly before the the Clarissa Shields fight, but um, that was a great matchup. I, it was. I think since then Hannah Gabriel's um, has become a mommy, and so um, when you become a mommy, your body changes. You can't lose no. You can't lose that weight like you used to. It don't it don't melt off like it used to. You got to work hard. So. Maybe that's why she's at heavyweight now and she, you know, she's sticking around up there because I tell you that mama weight, you, you got to be determined. You, you got to kind of be insane work-wise, right? Not dieting because you can't diet and fight. You got to work that shit off so you can fight. Um, so back to um, this lady, um, um, Marissa Portillo. So the reason why she gets some shine tonight is because she fought the bad lady over the weekend. Yeah. Um, lovely assistant. Is there any, do we have any images? Anything? I mean, you look at a nice smirk. Uh, look at the bag. That's so this is to, to Cecilia break us y'all i mean they gotta just do better with our um our mug shots on box rec why why right it, i mean she looked like cecilia Brackus and i'm sure marissa portillo are are beautiful women but they always take in the shots where we look like we just shoplifted similac out the you know, out the cabinet in the back of the store. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, <laughs> like, like, you know, that we, we stealing steaks out the, out the meat department and we got caught. And you know, that, that's the, that, <laughs> that, that's the mug shots that they give us. And it's not fair. Come on. We're women. We're ladies. Anyway, this is the bag lady. Cecilia Brekas. And the thing about her now, um, Cecilia Brekas, I think 27 wins, only two losses and zero 
draws. Now, I'm gonna go back. If you're still present, um, uh, last bell boxing, this, this, the one, right? Um, this, this fighter, she has, I call it a bag lady now because she was the cat's ass. Like her, her poo-poo could have made chili. <laughs> like, this is like old school. I'm from the South. I'm from the South. And I'm from like my family's Caribbean, and I'm you know I grew up around just a, a um a mix of different cultures. And the beautiful thing about the mix of all these cultures is because I was raised by women, sassy women, bad women of um from all of these cultures. And so I picked up so much. So when when you hear me say her poo-poo can make chili. <laughs> that's a, that's that's when um uh that, that's an old term where it's like, oh, you know, um she everything about her was so damn good, she couldn't do nothing wrong. Right? She couldn't do nothing wrong. We they use her poo-poo to make chili. <laughs> and chili is, you know, like I don't know if y'all understand some of y'all who don't know of what chili is. Chili is like, you know, it, it ground beef and ground meats and everything cooked down into a stew. And it kind of looks like <laughs> if, if your mind ain't right or whatever, it, it, it kind of looks poo-poo-ish. Anyway, so this one right here, Cecilia Brekus, Um, Oh, Mike Orr comes in. Hey, Mike, I've been missing you. I've been missing you, Mike. Um, Mike, we talking about, and I want you to like, don't just chime in. Don't, don't do, don't play me close like that. I, I want you to talk to me about what the topic is, right? So we wrapping up 2022. We talked about Ebony Bridges versus Shannon O'Connell. Okay. Um, we, we, we talking about now Mar Marissa Portillo. Um, versus, uh, the bag lady, uh, Cecilia Brekus. Why? Because Cecilia Brekus, like I said, poo-poo can make chili now. Okay. Um, this, this is a superstar. Like this was supposed to be the great value version of Layla Ali and a lesser weight from Europe. Okay. So she announces like, two days before the fight's supposed to happen can't wait to get in the ring i'm back or some shit like that and it's like who you you can't you can't just say you're about to get back in the ring two days before the fight so you know what sugar and everybody else in women's boxing going to do we're going to go to bum ba da da box wreck because at the end of the day at least we know box wreck going to let you know if a fight's happening or not right they're they're connected with the commissions and and the promoters or whatever and and you can tell who's gonna fight when or who's scheduled to fight when so this fight even when she announced it two days before the fight was going to happen, wasn't even listed on box rec. Strange, very strange, especially for Cecilia Brekus, right? The, 
I mean, they trying to make her a legend, but you know, which confirms, which, which, which just enforces why I feel the way I feel about this fighter, right? I mean, people may love her. Y'all, it's, it's okay to love her. I can't. I can't. I, I don't have much respect for her. Yeah, she did the work or whatever it is, but did she earn the, the accolade? Did she earn all of this? The only thing I would say she earned was that silver medal at the world championships when she was in the amateurs because you can't, you can't, at the time that she came through, we just missed each other by that because when I came out of amateurs is when she came in. So I left that. When I left, she came. So we would have fought in the amateurs if if that didn't happen, okay? Um, so, uh, Cecilia Brackus announces that she's going to fight two days before the fight, the fight is not recorded or the fight is not confirmed on box rec. And it's like shenanigans, like here, once again, shenanigans, right? She's robbed so many great fighters of decisions versus her. Um, she like, she, she just didn't play fair. She didn't do it right. And so she's coming back in on that bullshit shenanigan stuff, right? Already, already she's coming in on that, right? She won, she won a fight. She won the fight against Callie Rays, and Callie Rays put her on her ass. She was tap dancing for the rest of the um round. I don't know. <clears throat> Sorry. I don't know why Callie Rays didn't go in for the kill. I don't care if y'all paid me an extra five grand to lose. I'll give y'all y'all money back because I'm a, <laughs> that's blood in the water. I drop, I drop her. No, she finna, I, I, we finna get her out of here. <laughs> anyway, um, <clears throat> sorry. The thing about Marissa Portillo, right? Because Cecilia Brackus, I think, is a crone now. I forgot how old she is. <coughs> she should be around 40 years old now. Yeah, she should be about 40. <coughs> Excuse me. So she should be about 40 years old now. So she's a crone. She's got enough tricks up her sleeve to do a lot better than she did because it went to decision. Okay, this fight went to decision. That's number one. Michael Orr chimes in, hey baby, um, I miss you. You need to come back and, and do me like this more. You gotta come back and keep doing me like this. You Don't leave me no more, Mike. So Mike says she's 41 years old, okay? Um, <clears throat> Marissa, is 34 years old. Cecilia Brackus is about 5'9". <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> Ooh! 5'9", 5'10". Marissa Portillo is 5'5". Five five. Oh, we not even ending at that. Michael Orr says, 
Portillo fought nobody before breakers. Well, let's read the whole receipt. Portillo fought, uh, Michael Orr says, Portillo fought uh, Britos last, who was one win, 13 losses, and one draw. Okay, Brooke D comes in. Um, Brooke D says, I missed that whole spiel. But yes, I tried to find it. It's on box right now. I still haven't found any news or video of the footage, and it was a six-rounder. And this, I mean, Brooke D's looking this up, okay? So we got three people on the job, me, Mike, and Brooke, and we still can't find, we, we still, we still don't know what's going on. We, we still, we, we still, you know, can't find the, the puzzle pieces to the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? I don't care, love her, but don't love her for being no great fighter. Don't do that. Love her for the shenanigans. Love her because she's she's beautiful. But she don't play fair. So um, Brooke D comes in and says, Michael Orr at Michael Orr. No, she hasn't fought anyone. That was, that was clearly a tune-up, guaranteed win for her. But she should have been able to stop her. High five, Brooke D. High five. High five. Yes. That's what I'm saying. It even went to decision. But y'all, check this item on the receipt. Marissa Portillo fights at 125 pounds. Cecilia Brankus ain't never seen that, that weight as a fighter. Ain't never been that low. Why did they pick, why did they pick a tune-up that, I mean, of everyone? that they could have picked, right? They could have even called Chris Namus back. Yeah. I mean, Chris Namus, she, Chris Namus, she, she's up for the challenge, right? She, she doesn't been knocked around by enough people, but a fight between Cecilia Brekas and uh, Chris Namus would have definitely been interesting and it would have been a great tune-up. Okay, but they pick Marissa Portillo. Oh, and y'all check this. Marissa Portillo's KO rate at 125 is 10.53%. I mean, she ain't, she busting a grape, but she ain't cracking an egg. Okay, that's what's up. Hey, Omar Johnson comes in. Everyone give Sugar a gift and leave a like. Y'all give me a gift. Y'all can give gifts now. Give Sugar a gift, right? Come on, y'all take care of me out here, please. Right? Be sweet to your sugar. Do something good. Do something sweet for Sug. Um, Michael Orr says, that's true, Brooke. All right. So, you know, you got Mike chiming in on com conversation. Um, Brooke D says, she I wish me or you could have been given the opportunity. McCaskill had to fight Brackus and become undisputed. Any one of us could have done it. Brooke D, you know what they did to me, right? So I had they had me sucked down because I don't fight at one and one thirty-four, right? But I I gotten set up. I sucked down to one thirty-four and I fought McCaskill. After I fought McCaskill. Right, I got 
TKO'd. McCaskill went straight to fighting Katie Taylor. So they used me as the gatekeeper for that. Legitimately, aside from Cecilia Brekas, the only other, the only other substantial name on um Jessica McCaskill's receipt is Natalie Brown. Check the record. Um, Michael Orr says she's only got four KOs in her 19 wins. Okay, so she's got four KOs in the 19 wins, but she was fighting at 125, Mike. Was she during in there with Cecilia? Why Cecilia pick her? And Cecilia couldn't stop her, like Brooke D said. Right? She can't even stop somebody who's coming up from 125. That's not you fighting this broad in your proper weight. And you can't even stop. Bag a lady, go and pack your shit. This ain't for you no more, boo-boo. Right? This game ain't for you no more, Cecilia. You can't, you can't play the shenanigans. You can't sneak back in the club, <laughs> right? You, you can't. Like, you got to be real in the field. Um, Brooke D says, girl, I know. Okay. All right. So, you know, just, you know, honorably mentioning that, you know, the, the great fighter, the legend, some would say Cecilia Brackis is back on her bullshit. Next. Okay. So we have another one going to the next image, y'all. Not to say it's not that I don't like. Cecilia Brackis is I I just I don't respect what she does right she could have been so much more and she could have done us so much better and she didn't she robbed too many people she robbed Anne Sophie Mathis Anne Sophie Mathis had her doing the stanky leg in the damn ring okay Anne Sophie Mathis out of France is was one of the greatest female fighters in women's boxing history. She deserve she deserve a um what you call it she she deserve an award. Um. Brooke D says, "I wish I could have fought McCaskill before I retired. We were both from Illinois, fought out of Chicago, and she keeps saying she is the only female champ. But from the area, uh, from the area, which is BS. I was WBC champ." But Brooke, that's why we have this show, right, Brooke? Right? Jessica McCaskill, that's another bullshit. Like they they handed the belt from one bullshitter to the next, <laughs> right? Jessica McCaskill know that she should be a lot more humble than what she is now, right? You clearly have done everything else but fight your way to the top in women's boxing, Jessica McCaskill. Okay, so for you to be running your mouth about people who have stuck around and been in the game and and have shown and proven their work is 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 really stank of you. Like you're you're a stanking ass woman, right? Um, I I t like there are fighters that I really don't care for, but if they've done great things, I'm not going like. 
I got to respect the gangster. I got to respect what they've done. You know what I'm saying? This one right here, um, she, where she should be, like, she, and she knows what her team is doing, right? She thinks it's that easy. That's why, I, I mean, I really liked what Chantel Cameron did to her. And I wish, I, you know, I, I, I would hope that, you know, she'd get in the ring with the likes of a Natasha Jonas or someone else who will do it to her more times. Yeah, she needs to be done to more times um, for her to understand what she signed up for in this industry. Um, Brooke D comes in and says facts way before her. I mean, Brooke D, that would have been a good fight between you and Jessica McCaskill. That would have been a good fight. You fought down at 125. I think you are bad. You you are a badass right up into 135. You are badass from 125. That was your range. You were dangerous. And she was she 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 was in that she was in that range too. I would have loved to seen you fight um Jessica McCaskill. Talking about she's the only one out of Illinois. Mary McGee was oh is over there too. And she wasn't she don't even want to touch McGee with a 10 foot foot pole. Right? She don't want to fight nobody real. Right? Same kind of person like just like Cecilia Brejas. Like we gotta weed these these crappy women boxers out. Um Brooke D says belt was at 135. So Brooke D got the is a world champion at 135. I know my stuff. I wasn't even looking it up. Like I know my stuff. I, I know my stuff, right? Um Brooke D, you know, was a goon out there that I had to that I had to acknowledge because I was around the same time Brooke was fighting, right? And as much as I respected her, if Brooke D had to came up to 140, we'd have probably fought, right? But it wasn't me fighting Brooke D or me fighting any of the fighters that I fought is never out of, you know, I, I that's one thing. The fighters that I fought, I I had um, I fought those fighters not out of any mal, you know, malicious intent. Like it's not that oh, there's she sucks and I'm better or whatever. I legitimately thought or felt like I was stepping up in fighting all of those women on my receipt because there were times sugar was going through some shit in her life i didn't have very many professional fights and i had like three-year hiatuses and i had to go underground sometimes so when i came up top when i came you know to you know into the sunlight or whatever um, oh, Omar Johnson said, like, subscribe, and share. Y'all don't forget that. And give me a gift too. Um, but 
it was me coming back. The, those were the those were the toughest women that would step up to fight me at the time, and I respected all of them for that. I re, I had so much respect and love for all of them for doing that because they everyone knew who I was in in women's boxing. Everybody knew who I was. They just wasn't trying to give Sugar no opportunities, no chances. Even the broads outside of the ring were jealous as hell. For what reason? I don't know. But wanted to stop Sugar or wouldn't want, don't want. And some of them, uh, many of them were two gyms down from me and wouldn't even give me no sparring. But that'll be in the memoir, right? Because I ain't calling nobody names. But y'all, <laughs> your punk bitches know who you are. I'm sorry. Talk and fight. I, they want, listen, they want, my guys are going to, they going to flag me. I'm sorry, y'all. Um, Brooke D says, she is in Indiana. I beat McGee when she was 17 and 0. Who are you telling, Brooke? I I know that, but I'm going to tell it. So Mary McGee, who is a good fighter, right? Who's up there, like she's a name, like <clears throat> she got a raw deal, but <clears throat> she ain't no walk in the park. Let me tell you about Brooke D. <clears throat> this is why I like this fighter, y'all. Like, I'm a fan of Brooke D. She beat Mary McGee when Mary McGee <coughs> was a wet-nosed broad at 17 at home. She was new to the game. <coughs> Me and Mary McGee was coming up around the same time. <coughs> I always felt that we were going to... Oh, goodness. Y'all, just give me a second. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just pause it for a second. I'll be back with my battery. <coughs> All right, you guys. Just be patient. I'm sorry. My battery. All right, so I'm back. All right, so I always thought I would face off with um, Mary McGee at some point, but it just never happened. Um, Mary McGee, she talks a lot of stuff. She's a she's a show woman, right? Um, but I think she's got to get it together more. So she, she's got she's got to get it together with her. Um, with her training. She needs better trainers. She needs better corners. She needs people who actually care about her. Her promoter, I think his name was Octavius or something like that when she started. Cause she, she didn't have, I don't think she had much of an amateur career, but he, he was taking very good care of her and he, he died suddenly. And um, she's been on her own ever since trying to, find her way through this industry. Um, became a mother and everything. So I'm proud of her. I, I like I, I like her determination. Um, so 
Brooke D says, um, she's in Indiana. I beat McGee when she was 17 and 0 in her hometown. McCaskill would beat McGee, I believe just because of her style. It's similar to my brawler style and Mary can't handle the pressure to be honest. I saw, I see that too. That's why I said, Mary, Mary can though. She needs a better trainer. Mary McGee needs to get out of Indiana. I know she reps Indiana hard, but Mary McGee, not even get out of Indiana. She, she needs, she also needs to reinvent herself in there, in the, in the ring, because her style is outdated. It's no longer working. When, when you got like, she she hasn't she she hasn't come to terms with that yet she's still young right she's abroad she, she she's middle i think she's probably maybe 33 or 34 i don't know around like she's a young she's she's young she's abroad still um but she she has enough time to reinvent herself she has this she's solid she has the body that um would allow her to be strong in there. Um, she she's fast. She can she can do all of those things to. Um, she she has enough in her to become a a, a more um, a, a more devastating type of fighter. Now she's more into the show showy showiness and. Um, that's not going to work for her. That's no longer going to work for her. About my father's business says, I'm late. What's up, Miss Brown? Hey, my father's business. Well, you're late, but thanks for coming. Um, I really appreciate you showing up. Um, about my father's business types in and says again, I'm late. What up, sugar? What up, my father's business? What you been up to? What you been doing? Right? I hope you doing out here doing what you got to do, doing right by who you got to do right by. Huh? Um, Brooke D says she's 36, I believe. So, and you're talking about Mary McGee. So she, I still think she has a bit of time. Remember, I, I say the window 34 peak peeking into like when when a woman boxer starts to peak um it, it 34 35 36 37 38 39 is when you Right, because at the and now in the, you're in those ages where they're looking at you as a crone, and you can't outwork these young broads coming up. You gotta you gotta know, now know yourself in the ring, and know what works for you, and knows and know what <clears throat> what you need to do to breathe fire on on these broads out here. Um, so. Uh, in the picture here, you will see, y'all cut the picture off. So what you see on this picture is Vivine Obanoff, but on the picture beside, because I know what this picture is supposed to look like. 
She's a beautiful woman. The picture beside, um, close, sorry, closest to me here is her. She's in her wedding dress and she's standing beside her husband. Now I did a, her late husband, I did a, a, an episode about Vivian Obanoff, uh earlier in the year. Ain't that something? Right, because I wanted to let y'all know what 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 happens or you know what goes down in women's boxing what these women what women have to deal with and i'm not saying i know the story here i want y'all to check the the episode out right but i'm just going to kind of recap what what i spoke about in the episode um this is a genuinely uh genuinely woman um bad baddie out here okay she's a woman that behaves badly she's on record for whooping ass in the club she's on record for some guy grabbed her and she knocked his ass out like she's she she's not one to play with outside the ring okay and she's young she's i think she's brazilian yeah so she's she's from south america her late husband is a frenchman who owns a lot of hotels and and um high-end hotels and and restaurants vivian Ovenoff uh had made her name uh she had made her name big time by being the one that slumped Natasha Jonas, okay? Like she slumped Natasha Jonas. And it wasn't on some, oh, shenanigans. Um, she was brought in as a, as a, you know, as an unwitted um, victim and ended up slaughtering Natasha Jonas that night in the ring, okay? Um, She's very strong. She got that thunder clap, like what I, me and Mike talk about, okay? Um, so what happened? Oh, thank you, my guys. Thank you. They love me. So you see that man on the side, and I'm sure y'all are thinking, my gosh, how did he get such a beautiful woman? I mean, I would think... Because it, somebody, I mean, personality goes a long way, but I don't know how long that personality like you. <laughs> yeah, anyway, there's a lot more than personality that's going to hook a woman like that. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of things we can, we can really get into that, but not on the show. Okay. That'd be it. some other type of show. But anyway, that, um, this man, I, I don't remember his name, but we're talking about the fighter. Okay. Uh, she got the title from, um, about my business comes in talking about resources and security. It ain't the other thing about my father's business. Huh? It ain't, a, it ain't the other thing that us bad girls like you, you should know. Yeah. I, I think you like, I, I, I know you eat. You might have had one bad girl or two about my father's business, right? I, I'm you sure 
that's all bad girls like that like or one anyway um brooke d says girl you saying we need to come back out of retirement lmao <laughs> listen i mean i've dabbled with the idea Brooke, I don't know how many people, what, what be in your DMs, but I get a lot of messages in my DMs that they, they want, they want to fight sugar now. They want to fight sugar now. Right? When sugar was around and when sugar was in their demon, let's fight. Let's do it. Let's fight. Right? They was curbing me leaving me on red but now they want to fight brooke i mean i i've even entertained it you know i've been how much how much then how much i may do it how, how much oh for that bullshit left on red next no so I think my bones are soft. I mean, they still call me sugar, but they call me juicy also too. Like I didn't got juicy around my hips and stuff. And I like it, right? I kind of like this life. I like talking about the fight. If I haven't been, if, if, if and, and it's true, if I'm not gonna go hard doing this, I, I can't, I can't go at all. You know, that that's how that goes. Um, Michael Orr says, Hell yeah. Mike, I know you like this type of talk. <laughs> um, Michael Orr says, let's get it, ladies. Let's, oh, you're talking about, about coming out of retirement? Yeah, let's get it. Bring that money, right? I mean, women's boxing should entertain some of us baddies coming out of retirement. But what they want to do is they want to ignore us. And they want to make their own champs, like, you know, the her, um, Eddie Earn and all of these people. They want to make their own champs. They want to make Kool-Aid and ain't got no Kool-Aid packets. Right? They, they Sugar water. Right? We the flavor. The oldies, the olden, the crones, the ones that did, we're the flavor. We're the flavor. We're the one that kept it interesting. We're the one that kept it. We're the one that made the culture, right? Not even just me, the ones before, Fredia Gibbs, right? Kathy Collins, right? There, there's so many ones before. Bonnie Canino, the flavor. Don't make me keep going back, right? Right, we, we, we got... Um, I forgot their the name, the sisters that were Native Americans, right? With a flavor. These young broads are sugar water. They ain't got no flavor. Y'all might need to bring us back or at least let us get come, you know, ringside to talk about it. Y'all want to ignore us as if we don't exist? Let's see how long you make money off of this glorified amateur bullshit you're trying to sell people. Um, Brooke D says, girl, I've been so tempted, LMAO, get the paper. There was coins before us. <laughs> it was, it was, it was pennies, wasn't it, Brooke? Thank goodness that I, you know, I was able to make, 
have some hustle outside of the ring. The boxing gave me the hustle outside of the ring, but we weren't making any the money now that these broads that can't that ain't fighting that really are not fighting you're not fighting right you don't know you're not operating the way like the fighters they're talking about oh skill and they don't have the skill and when nobody look ever looking at women boxers to have skill it was the fire it was the crazy right it was the idea that you know the spirit it was the spirit and the heart that you looked at in a woman when she got in the ring it wasn't about her skill it wasn't it was never about skill skills help now right but at the end of the day you're not looking at skill or whatever for a woman it's boring it's boring we want to see a broad fight for something we want to see a broad with passion in there that's what it is women are passionate and that's what sells and that's what's intriguing um michael or here laughing showing me the laughy faces brooke saying facts michael or says slump some chumps right um Brooke D is saying at Michael Orr, giving him daft. Brooke D says, girl, oh my gosh, why not in our time, right? Uh, Brooke D says, 4K, best payday for me. I don't know about you, but that was my best payday. Wow. And she's a green belt holder. WBC, we went through this. I, I educated y'all. Look at my, my old episodes, right? Brooke D won the green belt, the WBC, the belt belt, okay? And 4K was her biggest payday in the ring. And now these wet nose bras are turning their nose up at 4K. They really are, <laughs> right? And then, and then giving us um, friggin' sugar water, no flavor giving us sugar water when they do get in there the fight about my father's business says these women try their best to keep y'all's caliber out of their sandbox they do about my father's business he was around when suge was was green was a wet nose broad you was in the gym when suge was in the gym Right, you remember those times when Suge was that scrappy, scrappy Afro puff wearing girls, young young girl. Did any of those name broads want to spar with Sugar? Did they want to stand in there with Sugar? Hmm. Even though they were real, I had Susie Taylor, them Isra Girga, um, Corinne Van Bride group. They call her Goose. Like uh, Mitzi Jeter, who else? Um, goodness, I've I've sparred with some names, some women who who were names, right? But most of the time, they they want no smoke. I was in there with with the boys. Um, Brooke D says at about my father's business. You know that's the truth. 
<laughs> um, Brooke D says they're getting three figures now at the least. You talking about they're getting four figures at the least, Brooke? At the least, they're getting at least a thousand when they go in there for a four rounder. Yeah, they getting treated good. About my father's business says nope. Nope to what? Nope to what? Explain the nope. Anyway, so the the reason why I'm talking about Vivian Obanoff is she just got sentenced to 16 years in prison. I told y'all what happened. They found her ex or her late husband deceased cause of death is he was bludgeoned in the head 19 times with a baseball bat that was found in Vivian's trunk, in the trunk of her car. All arrows point to her. The sad thing about this one is Ms. Obanoff is a mom. She has a she has a a 10-year-old child. She's going to be in prison for 16 years. When she gets out of prison, that child who's 10, he's going to go 16 years without his mom. Without his mom. Boy, I don't know about that. I got one and I ain't finna risk nothing to lose out on him and his life. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not saying I know what happened in Vivian's situation, right? No one knows what happens behind closed doors. Their relationship might have been equally volatile on both ends, right? One may hit the other. One may do you know, bad things to the other. But the reason why I did that episode um, and I focused on Vivian Obanoff is people underestimate women who behave badly and they paint us as monsters. She's not a monster. She's not a murderer. She is dangerous yes she's not afraid to do what she feels she needs to do to defend herself because she's not she was she's not on record as being the type of woman to just walk up in anywhere and harm people right she knocked the guy out because the guy disrespected her and grabbed her private right so she was in this relationship and this man, look at her husband, he is a very rich man. So I know she was she was in it because she, uh, Vivine, aside from that, she's from Brazil, you know, life can be very hard, you know, for a single mom in Brazil. So she gets this situation, she's living in it and she's probably sacrificing you know, a lot of things to stay in the relationship. And the relationship is a toxic relationship. And before she makes up her mind to walk away, because she realizes that she's dangerous, 
She sticks around until the situation gets so bad that someone ends up dead. And not only does someone lose their life, one person lose their life, three people lose their life. She loses 16 years of her life because she's in prison and her son loses 16 years that he could have been or had with his mother. Sad, sad, sad. So it came up on, uh, you know, it was a topic for the um, women's boxing thread. And someone brought it up saying, if she was in an abusive relationship, she should have said something. I couldn't even respond. I couldn't even respond to that. Because they call abuse the silent crime, right? Who, who, who even knows they're being abused, right? Who, if they're being abused, will step out and say, oh, I'm being, I'm being abused, right? There's so many things involved in an abusive relationship. You can't just, oh, y'all, I'm being abused, help because you don't even get help when you, as a woman, when you start talking about that. As much as you think people will help an abused woman, nope. Why? Because most abused women run back to their abuser. They run back to the situation because they think they can control it, right? And a lot of people don't want to get involved. So, she had to think about losing everything that she knew in order to keep what she thought she had. Sometimes you got to be strong enough to walk away. Leave that shit. If it's meant for you, it'll be there on the other side. But you got to walk away sometimes. So when it comes to women behaving badly, this is one example of, I mean, she ain't the only one out there, but this is one that is, has, has gotten some press. She found herself in a situation where she thought she could control, lost control, ended up somehow where she is now blamed and convicted for murder. And that's that. Um, next, next image, next image, cause I'm gonna go through this quick. This can't be a three hour show. Now, oh, um, about my father's business. Oh, to clarify the nope, about my father's business says, they didn't want to fight you back then. Facts. Michael Orr says, um, that was found in her possession. The, the bat belonged to her son. So the bat was found in her possession and the bat belonged to her son. But that was the weapon that they said was used to, um, to, to crack, the husband's skull. You know what I'm saying? 
It's just too close for comfort. She should have. She should have walked away. I'm not saying it's easy for nobody. And I'm not saying that it's a situation that's only rare to women. Men go through that too. Walk away. Leave it alone. Leave it. I just lost, I mean, over this summer, I mean, previous summer, I shared with y'all, I lost my aunt over uh, her husband murdered her. No one knew about the abusive, toxic relationship. I recently lost two great friends that I grew up with. The young lady or the woman, because we were, we were about the same age, was in an abusive relationship. She's actually a, a police officer, a highly ranked police officer, was in an abusive relationship with her husband who shot her dead <coughs> while her child was in the other room. <coughs> and my other friend, because we all grew up together, they were brother and sister. They were very close, so he comes to see his sister daily. The husband waited for her brother to come through the door. And when he came through the door to and saw his sister shot dead, the husband popped him too and killed him. So a brother and sister shot dead in the same day while my friend's child is in the other room. He'll never know his mother. This shit is real. But she didn't walk away because she thought she had control. And number two, she didn't want to lose her family. And now her family lost her. She's lost her life. So this stuff is serious, y'all. We can't make judgment about any abuse, any abusive situation, but what we do know is walk away and believe that shit. It's not worth it. Now, who we're looking at is Mary Spencer, okay? Why we're looking at Mary Spencer is her O had to go. She lost her O, right? So she's seven when she's sub 10. But the reason why I brought her up is because I thought somehow she would be a contender or a, a um, she would be a problem, so to speak, for T-Rex, the Guat, okay? Why? Because they had some history, just like the Savannah Marshall thing. It would have made so much money, so much, so much money if they were able to hype this thing right. So Mary Spencer, she, you know, she she's rallying at, I think, around 150, okay? And she just had a fight against, do, you, do we have who her um, opponent is, you Come on, lovely assistant. I know you might be dozing off now, but ah, Femke Hermans. 
which a lot of people in women's boxing since ever since Clarissa Shields done what she did to her, they kind of wrote FMK off like FMK was kind of garbage or she, you know, she, she, she was a dull pencil out here. You know what I'm saying? And uh, Mary Spencer was on the rise sub 10, but have a great amateur background. And she was another one in Canada. She was the first and only fighter woman boxer to be a cover girl. Can you imagine pretty as I am? I ain't never get no um, shot with cover girl. I mean, I'm just saying like, I'm not, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm fooling y'all. I, I mean, I'm fooling with y'all. Right. Um, I'm, a lot of the times I don't think that I'm all that pretty, <laughs> but you know, people tell me, right. So I'm just saying that just to say it. Okay. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not tooting my own horn, but Mary Spencer was a cover girl. And I thought, wow, she has opened the doors because there's going to be more women fighters who get to be a cover girl. That would be amazing if cover girl would feature women fighters. Why? Because it's makeup, right? And who else would need makeup besides a woman who sometimes gets busted up sometimes you know what i'm saying it's just the it's not for the it's not just for the beauty girls it's for the girls that get in there and rough and tumble sometimes we do need to dab a little bit of this stuff up right so i thought that was a great opportunity and cover girl was finally anyway clarissa shields came up to windsor and tore that ass up and i i saw it and, and the thing is, when I saw it, because I was married at the time, right? And and my ex-husband loved him some Mary Spencer. Love, love, love him. Like I said, her poo-poo could make chili in, in Canada during them times. I mean, and what I did, and I, what I did was I saw it. I saw that Mary Spencer had talent, had skill, and had no heart. I saw that. I saw that she didn't have no heart. But I seemed at the time people saw me as a hater because I was saying that where everybody was, you know, sipping the sugar water. Okay. Clarissa Shields came up and it was a duel. This was around the time where they were fighting for the spot to go to Olympics. Clarissa Shields came up and tore that ass up. And when Clarissa, they had it on, they had the footage of it. And I remember Clarissa Shields hit her with a shot. And she looked at Clarissa Shields like, I can't believe you're doing this to me. And backed up and started like backpedaling. And she, she stopped fighting, right? She was just kind of hanging around. And Clarissa Shields won the fight. Then, um, you know, after that, um, Mary Spencer just was never the same, right? She, she, she waffled her, her standing, you know, in to, to go to the Olympics and, you know, everything just went down the drain. She stepped out of boxing for a while 
I guess, to find herself and stuff and, and, and to figure out what she wanted to do. And she came back. I thought in doing it, because I mentioned that in an earlier episode, I thought in her coming back, that was her saying that I found my weakness. I found that part of myself. I fed it. It grew and became a monster. And now I'm ready to take it into the ring. It looked like it was happening until this fight with Femke. Now, um, lovely assistant, uh, the next image. I thought for sure these two, I thought for sure between these two broads that Mary Spencer was going to tap dance all upside Femke's head. You want to know why? Because of how Clarissa did Femke. Femke ended up looking like, like a body bag, like a body heavy bag in front of Clarissa Shields. Femke was too slow. Femke was herky-jerky, you know, she, she just didn't look, she just didn't look like a, a, a notable contender in front of Clarissa Shields, but this is Clarissa Shields. So I thought Mary Spencer would have a, a a pretty not easy but this would be another item on mary spencer's receipt in getting to be a, a a great middleweight contender okay um michael orr says oh brooke d says i watched the fight herman's dropped her they didn't count it but she beat her every round you beat me to the punch. Yes, Brooke D. Um, another, uh, the image, image, next image. Please. This shot right here. All right. Don't, don't, don't let it. Don't think this shot right here is, is on some weak stuff. This shot right here changed the climate of the whole ass night for Mary Spencer. Um, Femke, and it was an awkward shot too. The thing about Mary McGee is she's a very tall fighter. And I, I would say this, she was a better, she, she was better as an amateur than she is as a pro. And that is a big reflection of who is training her. She's not being trained by the, the same people who brought her to greatness as an amateur, nowhere near those people. And I, I'm gonna tell you this, right? When you find some, when you find the right sauce and seasoning, you stick with it. You put that shit on everything. Okay, when you find the right sauce, the seasoning, the flavor, you put it on everything until you have to change it. She didn't, didn't, Mary, Mary Spencer is a rangy, tall fighter that she's fast and she has good leverage on her punches so she can hurt you. It was not reflected in this fight. And then what happened was she let Femke get close enough. Femke came and it looked like it was going to be like a, a, a overhand right. 
but Femke dropped and fitted right up under Mary Spencer's guard, right up under here and hit the bullseye. I already told y'all, watch Sugar's earlier episodes. There's three weak spots in the head or at the skull. I tell you what each spot does, right? I ain't gonna go over it again, find it, right? But she hit her here on the chin. And when Femke hit Mary on that chin, she dropped her, dropped her so bad, Femke stomped on, stepped over her, right? Yes, both of Mary Spencer's feet went up in the air like she was hoo-ha, right? Like, like she was getting ready to have a good old time on her back. <laughs> Y'all know I had to take it there. So stop acting like Suge ain't sugar ain't like that right so both feet was up in the air femke stepped over her and the ref didn't call it a knockdown it was a clear knockdown and this is what i tell y'all i'm putting this out there like subscribe and share but i'm telling y'all this don't go to quebec and fight especially y'all women out here they will kill you. They will kill you. If they wouldn't even, if they don't count that you, that Femke clearly, a fighter clearly got dropped, the ref didn't call it. You, it could be worse. You will die if you go and fight up there. They're not, they, they, they're not looking out for fighters, especially women fighters. And y'all could try to come for me if you want to, right? But it is what it is, right? Take the footage off cyberspace, take the facts off. That girl who recently um, died in Quebec, like y'all are doing all the right things to create that paper trail for yourselves. I'm not making this up. The refing and the commission are slimy. The judging is slimy, right? Women boxers, beware of going to Quebec and fighting any of those mofos. You might not come out of it alive or you might not come out of it the way you, uh, with all your faculties, how you came in. Um, Brooke D says, that's not the drop shot though. She dropped her with a straight left. Then um, when she was Southpaw, I thought it was a right. I thought it was a right hand, Brooke. I mean, okay. Um, Brooke D said it was the cleanest drop shot period because she fell over, um, and she played it off. It was bullshit. How did she play it off? How did she play it off? Brooke, Mary Spencer couldn't play it off because at the, as the night kept going, all she was on was covering up Femke put her hands all on Mary Spencer for the rest of the night and Femke ended up winning the fight. Go fig. I always say this, 
every fighter's got a fighting chance. And I'm happy for Femke. Femke. Um, Brooke D says, girl, let me go. Girl, let me go look again. Maybe not. Listen, that's why, Brooke, I, I love you. I love that you got, I got four eyes now. Or we, we, four eyes is looking at all of these shenanigans, right? Go look at it again. I, if I'm wrong, then good. You can tell you, we can clear this up now. But I know what we both can agree on. Mary Spencer lost her, her heart. She ain't have no heart for the, for the next, um, what was it? Is it a 10 rounder for the rest of the fight? It was a left. Okay. So it was a left hand. Sorry. Um, uh, it was a, it was a left hand that she fed to Mary Spencer. She was a South, she was in the Southpaw position. Okay. So that's why it looked like that. That's why I thought it was a right. Okay. Um, but what she did was she drained the whole spirit and heart out of Mary Spencer. So Mary Spencer went right back to who she was, right? Fighter who have everything except for the heart and spirit. Because at the end of the day, guess what? That's all you need. Um, Brooke D says she got spanked bad. So she got, I don't know how she's going to come away from this, right? This may just turn Mary Spencer into a high-end opponent, which is what a lot of Canadian women boxers turn into. It's very hard for a Canadian woman boxer in, in the industry because they're always so happy-go-lucky about losing shit. I never understood that. Like, they happy about losing Except for Jelena Mergenovich. Jelena going to pay her money to win. Or Jelena going Jelena could, could fight a little bit too. But Jelena ain't laying down. But the rest of them, except for uh, Lisa Bad News Brown. Oh boy, that one was that. She, she was a crone and turned into a dragon. That one was no joke either. Right. So there was some some names out there, too. But and then they got soft after a while. Next next um image. Next image. Um, I tried. Brooke D comes in and says, I tried to fight her multiple times. You tried to fight uh, Lisa Brown, Brooke D. Who you tried to fight Lisa. Let me know. So this image right here, just it, it just kind of shows the theme of, of all the rounds of the rest of the fight between Femke Herman and uh, Mary Spencer, right? Girl, you're too, you're too tall and you got too much talent to, I can't, I can't even say it, you know, I'm not judging you. You got Mary Spencer. You got a lot of talent. You got a lot of gifts, right? As far as your your height, your body, your makeup. You can't train hard. But Mary Spencer, believe in yourself a little more. Believe in yourself a little more and fire your trainer. 
you're too good for you're too good for to be trained to do that which you just did over the weekend get rid of them and it's not it, it's no harm in that right you're just looking out for your greater good right find you a better trainer and and and, and sometimes finding a trainer ain't the person that kisses your ass i've learned that the hard way some of my best trainers are the ones that didn't believe in the sugar hype i had to prove who missed too bad and who sugar was to them right so um mary spencer you still got a little bit more time you're 30 years old though right you're a crone you gotta think about what your exit is gonna be because fem k herman she's she's what 32 years old she's a she's a young broad in the game she may make it back up to the top right but you 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 only got a couple minutes left in the game mary spencer make the best of them brooke deidre said jelena marginovich oh okay because i know lisa brown will fight anybody um yes girl i even tried to fight jelena Yes, and I went to Edmonton and did an exhibition with her because her punk ass was like, okay, well, we'll do an exhibition and we'll see after that. But what happened is I ended up whooping her ass in the exhibition and I never got a call from them again. Why? I mean, it just ain't, it just ain't in me to lay down. Unless it's going to be fun for both of us. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, and so is there any more Im are there any more images? So that's the end of the fight there. And it, you see like Femke, like you see the emotion in her victory. For those who are, I mean, for those who I wasn't, um, I mean, who are not looking at the images. Y'all come come watch the sugar show, but like Femke is in tears that the referee is holding her hand up in victory. Why? Because I'm sure Femke knew what she was facing when she went into that territory, Quebec especially. And Femke knew what the climate was when she clearly dropped Mary Spencer and the referee took no notice or note of it. So she fought the rest of her fight, that fight like that was gonna be her last fight and she earned that win. Congratulations, Femke Herman. Okay, you've solidified yourself as not being no joke in the boxing ring. Okay, you are, and being a gatekeeper, there's nothing wrong with that, right? She is a gatekeeper. So unless you are of a certain caliber, you're not getting past MK Herman, and it's okay. Um, Brooke D says um, about her fighting Jelena Marginovich saying, of course I was a risk too, LOL. Of course you were a risk, Brooke, but... You versus Jelena, she had enough money to wear. I mean, Jelena Marjinovich, if y'all don't know this, I'm going to tell y'all about Jelena Marjinovich. 
she's a millionaire aside from boxing her family owns all if, if not most but all of the high-end hotels in edmonton canada right that's just one part of the wealth that i know of okay so for her to pay for the the belts that she had and for her to get into boxing or whatever it was just a matter of her having the money to facilitate that and she does right she don't need boxing she never did she's a um millionaire baby she has her and i think she has her own hotels too so she does well on her own rich girl behaving badly jelena merjinovich um and that so-called hook that everybody used to um used to ray ray about is non-existent jelena ain't have no power she didn't so brooke i i think I think you would have ran through Brooke because uh, ran through Jelena because Brooke, you had a right hand that was no joke and you used to come, you used to feed it, boy. You used to feed them broads that that overhand right, up and down. So, um, yeah, you 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 would have um you'd have shook her noggin certainly um if you and her was to fight. Next image. We're going into three hours, y'all. I don't know why y'all three hours. All right, so look at look who this is. Beautiful picture. This is Clarissa Shields. I love this picture of her. Why? Because she doesn't look fightish. Right? Um and it's not because of the glasses or anything like that. You know, she just, she just looks like, um, she doesn't look like a fighter in this picture. And the reason why I picked, I, well, I picked, I, I, I put this, like to put this picture in um, with the slideshow that my guys put together is because um, I, I want to mention what she is you know i i she this is a people's champ this picture is a picture of a woman a woman who fights a woman fighter she doesn't have belts the reason why i call her a woman fighter is i actually took the time and researched what fighters out here who are the fighters out here that are truly giving back to their community helping others in their community. And of all the top fighters, Clarissa Shields is the one who consistently after she before and after whatever she does shares her success and wealth with her community of Flint, Michigan. And that's quite commendable. Because that is something that is important. Like I said, it boxing is a, a sport, a karmatic sport, right? You are assaulting somebody. You are hurting someone, right? You have to balance that energy. You do. And so 
these broads out here, the Alicia, the the um, Michaela's, the you know, all of these broads out here that are the hot shit right now, Amanda, Sorette, Katie, Taylor, all of them, Delphine, Pristo. What are they doing? What are they doing? All right, one of them, and I'm not going to mention one, gives out tickets to come see her fight. Bitch, please. There are people hungry, need help. There are people that can't afford the holiday season. There's people that can't even afford to make it a proper holiday for their family. And this woman, Clarissa Shields, helps her community to do so. And I'm just so proud. She represents women boxers. Well, that's the, she's the woman's woman. She's the people champ. That's a woman's woman. I commend that, right? I don't, I don't want to toot my own horn, but sugar used to get, sugar still gives back. But when I was a fighter, sugar gave back. I ain't dangled the carrot in people's face. But sugar was in sugar was in the lowest parts of society because I've been there. There have been times where I couldn't rub two pennies together, and there have been times where I grew up hard. Stuff wasn't. I woke up in the morning and thought Santa was going to leave gifts. I realized ain't no, no such thing as damn Santa Claus. So I would have loved somebody like Clarissa Shields, a champion in my community, to shine some light on my and, and, and give me a little bit of uh, support and love as a kid, as a, as a woman you know, as someone in the community that wants good for everyone in the community. So I'm going to wrap this show up by, uh, I mean, it ain't New Year's yet, but this is how I'm going to wrap up 2022. Clarissa Shields beats them at every turn. She's a good person. As much as y'all want to talk about, she's a bully and she's this and she's that. And the people want to see. She got people who want to see. She got people who want to back her. And it ain't because she paying them to. It's because she's a good woman. She's a good woman. She's a family woman. Okay? She knows what that is. She exudes what that is. I'm not telling y'all that every woman boxer needs to be a Girl Scout, right? But like I said, there has to be more layers to who you are. You can't just be out here fighting and behaving badly, right? We've seen where it gets us. This is the good. Vivian Ovenuff is the worst that it can be. I mean, it can get even worse than what Vivian, like Vivian could have lost her life, right? What we do is we try to do our best. We try to be the best women we can be, of course. 
while behaving badly. So that's it, you guys, for the Sugar Show. At least this is the last episode for 2022. Thank you guys for chiming in. I love y'all so much. We've come a long way, huh, since the Sugar Show started. Thank you so much for your support. I will always, always, well, try to be here for my misfits on Wednesday nights at 7.30. Please chime in, like, subscribe, share the sugar, and I wouldn't mind getting a gift or two. Huh? I love you guys so much. Um, Brooke D says, have a fun and safe happy new year. You too, champ. You know what we can, you know, we, we, we want to talk about this new year thing. Me and you, right? We got some plans coming in for the new year. Thank you so much, Brooke D, for participating in, in what we got going on. And I hope that you and I, this this will be the beginning of something great and grand um, with us both. Um, thank you, Mike Orr. Michael Orr. Thank you, my guys at Talking Fight. Thank you for all the people who have ever chimed in, right? Um, I should have a, I, I, I mean, I should have a list. I don't, okay? And it ain't, it ain't because I don't care, right? But there are some people who watch and have never chimed in. And I don't want to name just the people who's chimed in and leave the ones who's not chiming in out. I don't want to do that. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave y'all with some of this sugar. Mwah. 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 All the sugar. And know that I will be here next Wednesday. Same face. May not be the same place. Okay? But we're going to be in 2023 this time. And I look forward to having a wonderful year with all the years. Okay, so until then, see you next time.